whenever I'm find myself in another country talking about SNL, everyone is always like, oh, I wish we had that here. And I think it's like, it serves such a vital function in our culture and in our democracy and politically that it's it's impossible to think of America without it. I think it's like such an important release valve and way of reflecting on ourselves. And so it must it must go on. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Awardist, where we are breaking down the state of the 2022 Emmys race and chatting with the actors, creators, and more who are contenders this year. I'm Entertainment Weekly Executive Editor Jared Hall. So normally we have uh, a, a guest co-host join me. We go through some, uh, you know, some of the big categories and then we have a few interviews in the episode. Well, this one, it's a special one. No guest because we have five folks in a roundtable who I want to devote all of this episode time to. They are people you know, people you love, people who all have one very important thing in common. They were all on Saturday Night Live and this year they are all Emmy nominees. I'm talking about Kate McKinnon, Seth Meyers, Amy Poehler, Maya Rudolph, and Martin Short. Quite a group right there. I'm really excited for you to hear this interview. Uh, I want to break it down a little bit quickly for you, though, to uh, let you know who is nominated for what. Kate McKinnon, she is just recently an SNL alum. She is nominated this year for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series for SNL. Maya Rudolph is nominated for Outstanding Character Voiceover Performance for Big Mouth, a category she has won the past two years. Seth Meyers for the first time in the history of Late Night with Seth Meyers. That one is nominated for the big category, Outstanding Variety Talk Series. Amy Poehler, she has a few nominations this year. She is nominated along with Nick Offerman as Outstanding Host for a Reality or Competition Series for their show Making It. And she is nominated for Outstanding Documentary or Nonfiction Special and for Directing of a Documentary or Nonfiction Program for her documentary Lucy and Desi. And then Martin Short is nominated for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series for Only Murders in the Building, where he also has uh, a nomination as executive producer for Outstanding Comedy Series. Obviously, an incredible group. They are so wildly funny, and I cannot wait for you to hear that. That's coming up in just a second. But first, I also want to tell you a little later in the episode, don't go anywhere, because uh, the SNL theme continues. Keenan Thompson, who will be entering his 20th season on that show this fall, well, he is this year's Emmys host, and we also spoke with him. So that's coming up a little later in the episode. But right now, we have Kate McKinnon, Seth Meyers, Amy Poehler, Maya Rudolph, and Martin Short. Enjoy. Hello to all of you. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. What a joy to see all these faces. Well, what a joy to be here with all of you. Thank you so much for doing this. I got to ask, um, um, may I call you Marty? First of all, I'd rather you not. Sure. Mr. Short, <laughs> got it. Okay. Um, Mr. No, Short and Maya. Perfect. Marty, oh, Marty, okay. all the way, Marty. <laughs> all right. Think of Ozark and then, you know. Right, right. Got it. Got it. All right. Well, um, Maya and Marty, I mean, obviously you get, you two had your show together, which I loved so, so, so much. Did you prepare um, like an opening number? Thank you, It was me. Uh, I loved it. Did you two prepare like an opening number for this or? For this? Yeah. Yeah, Um, we did. Maya did and uh, she was going to start it and I was supposed to join it. Oh, got it. (laughs) 
Uh, well, no, really. I uh, that show was such a gosh darn delight, and I'm sorry it's uh, still not on. But um, I'm glad you two are obviously here. The laughs are already flowing. I expect lots of them uh, over the next 50 minutes or so. But here's the question I have for all of you: um, Do you remember the first person who like really made you laugh and feel the power of comedy? Who who was that for each of you? Yes. Wow. I mean, I just was um, remembering that uh, my dad would always show us Mel Brooks movies. So it wasn't one person, but it was, I definitely circled around um, Gene Wilder and Madeline Kahn a lot. Like I realized, oh, there's the same people in this movie and then they're in that movie and they're also in that movie. And then Marty Feldman's in that one and he's in that one. So it was like a collective, these are funny people and you should be laughing. Um, among all the booby jokes and all the fun. Yeah, I think if everybody was honest about the first person who made them laugh, it would all be pretty embarrassing. Because like I've got yeah, I got four year olds that are laughing at idiotic stuff. <laughs> you yeah. know, but yeah, I, exactly. I do think the first time I, I really appreciated oh, writing that made me laugh. It might I used to watch we used to stay up and watch uh, Monty Python on PBS with my parents. And I didn't get all of it, but this really silly stuff, like Ministry of Silly Walks was a thing that as a kid, I both appreciated as like physical comedy and also that it was written and that somebody had come up with it, which I appreciated. Mm. I think for me, it was Jackie, Jackie Gleason, because my father mm. loved the honeymooners. And mm -hmm. so, you know, if, if your parents watched something, you watched it, you know, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, I thought he was hilarious, especially when he was threatening to punch his wife. That was great. Right, <laughs> <laughs> the kisser? In the kitchen. They they edited that out of the new ones and they're very short. They've uh very they've short. All that stuff. Very, yeah, they're like three minute episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I was gonna say Benny Hill. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I was a young kid and I and that was on TV and I used to be like, that is so dirty and crazy. Yeah. And um and like Seth. Uh, my mom watched a lot of comedy and Carol Burnett and, um, and uh, who did you mention again, Seth? Uh, I mentioned Monty Python. Yeah, that group. Carol Burnett and Monty <laughs> Python were the ones. <laughs> well, now you're just copying people. What about the honeymooners, Amy? <laughs> did anyone say Jackie Gleason yet? <laughs> I'm oh, sorry, Kate. We watch the producers yeah. once a week, okay? Okay, okay. <laughs> and I would quote it in church, not sure what it meant. And everyone was scared of me, okay? And then, but the thing that made me laugh the most actually was that, Marty, do you remember the, the, um, the thing you did with Christopher Guest, the synchronized swimming thing on yes. SNL? I do. Yeah. And Harry Shearer. That was like beyond the funniest thing I have had ever seen. And that got me into SNL and Christopher Guest. Yeah, and, and, and Harry and I wrote the script, but in Chris's section, we just said, Chris will improvise. That's all we wrote. And he just made it up. Every take was different. He's a genius. Oh, 
He did. It was so good. So good. Um, okay. I want to run through each of uh, the things that you guys are, are nominated here for uh, quickly. Kate, I'll start with you. Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series. You have won this category twice. Nine previous nominations for Supporting Actress Ooh. and Music and Lyrics, by the way, for one of the funniest songs ever on SNL, Twin Bed. Um, the episode mm -hmm. that you have uh, submitted okay. is the season finale, which just so happens to be your final one. What were those immediate moments like for you? Sure. Like right after you said live from New York and it cut to the opening credits, like what were the next two, three minutes like for you? Oh, you know, <laughs> I mean, I was, I'm sad. I was, I was sad. I'm still sad. And I'm also proud and happy. And I'm, um, you know, it was, it was just overwhelming. I couldn't believe that it was actually like, I still remember when I was 12 watching SNL and being like, oh my God, I want to be on it so bad. <laughs> and then to be saying goodbye to it after 10 years was so surreal. Um, and, you know, it was, it was overwhelming. Mm. Yeah. Well, and then the, the show, of course, had to go on. You still had the um, the gray. <laughs> you know, and it was, it's fresh. It's still fresh. Yeah, yeah. Because well, you still had the gray adult pigtails sketch to do the women's commercial, which was also so wildly funny at the end of that one. Oh, wait, Maya, you were at that episode, weren't you? Because it was Natasha Leone yeah. hosted. You were there for her opening monologue. Like, what, what, what was that like being there that night with so many people saying goodbye? It was pretty wild. To see. I, I didn't know that I was walking into that because, it, you know, I didn't know who was leaving and, until we got there. And um, it was nice to know what that experience is like and understand that everyone is going through that for themselves and give them and give give them that space. Um, just so it felt like we were walking into something very um, uh, delicate. And I wanted everybody to be able to have their have their moment and it's always different it's fascinating that place um there's really no like rhyme or reason there's no rule really to like when people exit so everyone's exits are different and um over the years and I always find that really fascinating and I thought this was very um it was very touching I you know this is a cast that had gone through um doing a remote show and that had never been done on that show before so I think it was a very, it's a very interesting time in life anyway. And then you're leaving something that you've been at for, you know, what, at least 10 years or something. It's, it's a huge chunk of your life. Um, so I was just being very, uh, I, I just felt like I was a, a spectator watching something very important and very um, moving. I talked to some people who were there that night, Maya, and they said you pulled a lot of focus and you made it about you. I heard that too. Yeah, I heard, I heard that too. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's my, that's my go-to. Right, Amy? That's my go-to. I can picture you with like a long robe and a staff just leading people to the other side of the bridge. You're just saying, that's to right. Kate, come, come to the other side. Yeah. We're all here. Look at us. We're, we get nominated for Emmys. Come. <laughs> I just want them to know that the water's warm, you know? I mean, yeah. that's why I'm here. Come over to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha's a really good I will host say that in preparing to leave, oh, <laughs> Kate's, Kate's delay is cracking me up. <laughs> it's too much. I can't handle it. Kate's, Kate's worst nightmare is that she has a delay. And why is it just Kate? 
<laughs> I don't know why. Oh. She's still because she's still has delayed. one. She still has one. It might be about three SNL. seconds, I think. She's like a ghost that's not admitting she's dead yet. This is what's I'm happening. And over the course seconds. of this, I think it's longer yeah. than three. I think I think it's longer than three. But tr but trust me, it's not affecting your comedy timing <laughs> at all. <laughs> I think it's going great. You, oh, it's going is, really well. She also, she told me she got a really good new internet guy. She's been bragging about how little yeah. she pays. He's right on. Bragging about how little she pays. <laughs> bragging. bragging. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Wait, she goes like, how oh. much are you paying for your internet? Oof, that's a pretty penny, <laughs> a lot of that. Yeah. Oh. Twenty three fifty a year. <laughs> the thunderstorm is far away. Um, well, I'm speaking to you from the past, and uh, I, am, I wanted to say that in preparing to leave SNL, okay, I spoke to um, a bunch of uh, alumni, and that made it really nice because I knew that I was joining the most esteemed group in uh, history, basically, and so... I feel actually great about it, and I feel even better about it sitting here seeing my heroes, and um, yeah. it's just an amazing thing to be a part of. And now we get to look forward to you coming yes. back to host one day soon, uh, which, by the yeah. way, Maya has done and has an Emmy for it. This year specifically uh, nominated for Outstanding Character Voiceover Performance for Big Mouth. You have won this category twice before uh, for Big Mouth. Uh, as I mentioned, you have, uh, well, now two others for uh, your guest turns on SNL. Um, here's what I wonder, um, since you're nominated for Big Mouth, what does, um, like, what does Connie the, the Hormone Monstrous think of award shows? Well, since she's a fictional character, no, I'm just kidding. I'm going to give yeah. you the real <laughs> Very aroused. I think she's probably quite aroused. Yeah. Yeah. She gets aroused. It's a funny thing, you know, answering for an animated, horny character I am that I have nothing in common with. I am trying <laughs> so hard. Hold on, Maya. We'll tell you what you guys have in common. <laughs> very hair. I will say, I think everybody who worked with Maya knew uh, the level of voice actor she was. So this came as no surprise. Maya, will you just, for everyone, say how Glenda Goodwin uh, pronounced Hyundai? Well, Glenda Goodwin was a wonderful um, attorney at law character, uh, a very short-lived character I did, but she drove a Hyundai! <laughs> That's right. I don't know why they didn't hire her for commercials. <laughs> but it made sense. Yay! It just, just added like extra wise, I think. Right. Maya is an actual uh, genius. And I've said this many times, but it's true. When I was doing the show with her or any sketch I've ever done with her, there's tw 25 kids in the dressing room all screaming and shouting. She walks oh, on the set, kid. she looks at the thing and does it perfectly and the perfect choice every time. She and Keenan. Both are mm -hmm. perfect. Yes, agreed. You know, guys, I have a confession. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> left. That's I like left. to do. I like to save it for the car ride home. That's where I shine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Just the right amount of booze and reflection. <laughs> oh, I should have done it this way. Yeah. Marty came back and hosted. It was one of my favorite weeks. But often, Marty would ask you how you wanted him to do it. And every single yeah. time, all I ever wanted to say was, like Marty Short. <laughs> 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 Channel him. Yeah. yeah. And you're yeah. Guy, yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, Seth, uh, while I have you here, uh, Late Night with Seth Meyers, nominated for Outstanding Variety Talk Series, uh, as well as Late Night with Seth Meyers Corrections, nominated for Outstanding Short Form Comedy, Drama, or Variety Series. You personally have 27 prior nominations. Uh, Most of them are for Late Night SNL um, or Documentary Now, and uh, you also have one for um, Original Music and Lyrics uh, for uh, Justin Timberlake's opening monologue song. Um, but specific to late night, this is the first time it's received like the big nomination. Does this one feel different? It does. It's so nice to get it for the whole show because that's everybody else who works there. And there's so many people for whom this is their first Emmy nomination. And it's a very nice thing for us all to get to share. I will say the years we got nominated for writing, that meant so much to me too. And mostly because I just value the writing on the show so much. So it was always weird when, people would say, oh, I'm so sorry you got snubbed Um, because we never really (laughs) felt like we did. But now that we got it, I realized, oh, yeah, this is a lot nicer. This is a great feeling. Nomination is the party. That's the party, right? Like, that's the fun part. A hundred percent. This is the fun part right now. Yeah. You are living the, the fullest amount of party. It's all downhill from here for all of us, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think that this this Zoom. If you win, who cares about the others? Because you've won. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, suckers. Yeah. yeah. It's, isn't it true, Marty, that since you're already an Emmy winner, isn't it true that during the couple um, times. What? recent recent <laughs> LA fires, you removed your Emmys from the house in case the house burned? Um, I I took all my Emmys. Yeah, and threw them in a car. No, my my son did it actually without asking me. I said I can replace those Emmys, but he did. That's very sweet. That's a good story. This is, by the way, a good good story. (laughs) (laughs) That's very thoughtful. Yeah. Are you sure he didn't sell those Emmys? I mean, have you seen them since? Well, I haven't seen them since. Absolutely. Did they say your name on them? Why were they in his car? <laughs> well, they, because there was a fire uh, uh, in the neighborhood. But you like caught him. Emmys. You caught him with the Emmys in his car. Did you ever see the fire he told you about? Was there a fire? There was no fire. There was <laughs> yeah. never a fire. I found that out too. My son <laughs> is not well. Okay. <laughs> well, it was like pack, pack up. You know, get your pets and your loved ones, and those must feel like and they're part of the family. You're supposed yeah. to grab your and, Emmy. And by the way, he was wise enough to also grab the Tony. <laughs> <laughs> this is Marty. Marty's just telling a story. This sounds like he's award dropping, but this nope. is no, 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 no. He's just it telling is just part of the story. <laughs> but I mean, you're, you're, you're going to have a fire and leave your Emmys your, and your Writers Guild Award? I don't think <laughs> no. <laughs> Definitely not the WGA. <laughs> no. Get out of there. Get out of there. 
run to safer ground for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, well, well, Marty, uh, this year you were nominated. You have two nominations, Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series and as a producer uh, for comedy series, uh, both for Only Murders in the Building. Your first win, I do believe, was 1983. That was for writing in a variety or a music program for SCTV. You have another for um, the variety special, the Mel Brooks AFI tribute. Um, but specifically speaking to Only Murders, what what has this role, the success uh, and recognition of this series meant to you? Oh, it's delightful because normally, you know, things don't work out like you'd hope. But this has been, uh, we, we love doing the show and it's also a great hang. The actors are great. You know, we have Nathan Lane, Steve, we have Selena, we have Jane Lynch. I mean, it's just endless. Amy Ryan. And this year, Shirley MacLaine. And- oh, Ooh. surely so good as Bunny's mom or not. Yeah. I won't give away too much in case people haven't seen it. Um, And some really great stuff you've even had in season two as well, uh, dealing with your own um, son and paternity. Uh, It's been so good. Season two has just been a gosh darn delight. Uh, Uh, Thank you. Congrats on that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, do you really think, quick tangent, do you really think Steve Martin is going to retire after this? No, he's not retiring. In fact, he uh, (laughs) he was just being facetious. Mm. They said, are you thinking of retiring? He said, well, I have my 12th book. I'm on a TV series and I tour around with Marty Short. So if this is retirement, I guess I've retired. That's what he meant. He's not retired. Ah, makes a whole no. lot of sense. Okay. okay. He should. He should. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but he's not. Marty, so in 1983, when you guys won, were you all at the Emmys together when SCTV won? And was it Yes, very in fact, exciting? you know, it was very exciting. We knew we were going to win because we had every nomination of the five. Uh, in the category, writing. right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Man, that tells That's me he's awesome. doing some good work. There you go. Yeah. Ah, uh, well. And I was I was like without the official title, I was kind of like head writer. <laughs> Where did they hold the Emmys in 1983? It was um not it was a, a kind of a tent on the on the beach. No, it wasn't. It was at the Dorothy Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, equally as nice. Amy, uh, big overachiever, three nominations uh, this year, outstanding host for a reality or competition series, along with Nick Offerman for making it and for outstanding documentary or nonfiction special and for directing that documentary and nonfiction program, Lucy and Desi. Uh, you have 22 previous nominations, most of those SNL, Parks and Rec, uh, or the Golden Globes. Um, and one win for guest hosting SNL. Um, here's what I wonder. How would Lucille Ball do on making it? Well, weird. <laughs> um, that's a weird question. You're welcome. Um, uh, I, I don't like it. I'm not saying I like it. Um, <laughs> um, no. Uh, you know, it was kind of, I think, I, I don't know. I mean, I think she, I, I, one of the best things about working on this was, you know, during a worldwide pandemic, I got to watch old Lucy and Desi episodes and work with an editor and just stay very insular and just do a lot of homework, which is what a documentary is. It's just tons and tons and tons of homework and research. And so getting to be around her and Desi all the time was a huge, you know, mood booster for me to get through what was a very lonely and isolating time for most people. Um, so I just grew to really love her. So I could kind of picture her soldiering on wherever she was. So 
to answer your question, um, <laughs> I think, I think, no, I think she would like love people. I think she was a maker. I think she was a doer. I think her love language was acts of service. So I think she really respected people who made things and did things and got things done. So I think she would, she would like all those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. I could even see her hosting the show. We took a little trip back in time for sure. Um, okay, for each of you, what is the uh, character sketch segment you were part of on SNL that you think should be like top of your highlight reel? Oh, we can't answer this question. This is too hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, no, I'll say, for each let other. Say one, let me say one for Amy. Yes. That you wouldn't think this. I loved the sketch. It was right after the second inaugural George W. And you played the Bush twins in a bedroom. <laughs> and the yeah. premise was, you know, Laura, are you awake? Yes. Do you think dad's very smart? Barbara, <laughs> it's three in the morning. We're whispering. We're sitting. It was just hilarious. Hilarious. I believe that was a Tina Fey special and happy to be a part of it. And yeah. we, they, had their own, they had their own twin language which was a lot of fun. That's right. <laughs> I think of an Amy sketch that didn't even air, and I don't think you wrote it. You remember King of the Beach, Amy? Mm, do I? And you were Somebody wrote a sketch where you had like big muscles, and you basically just, your line was, I'm King of the Beach. And you just, it did not, it literally died at the table, but it is, yeah. the way you said it made me laugh so hard that I think it <laughs> five times a week. I recently watched the key party sketch that you guys were that that uh, you Amy and Seth you guys wrote that one. Yeah, yeah Maya, you were you weren't in that. Oh, it feels like you were in that, Maya. I was in it, but I was going to say those are my favorite memories. Is like a sketch yeah. where everybody's in it and everyone has one line, and it's so goofy. It's that's where all the the fun is. And um, but yeah. to me, there was nothing funnier than when Kate McKinnon would do her six second delay lady. (laughs) Everything about it was wonderful. Perfect. I had a, uh, in college, we had a VHS tape that had uh, Jackie Rogers Jr. on it, Marty. Oh, Oh, really? Which was was a sketch that pre-YouTube, it was never on a best of that I know. It never, that was an era that never re-ran. And so to have that, you had to have like a physical copy of it, but that was one of my Jesus. favorite. I mean, and much is... like Key Party, a great sketch because it had a sort of almost a full cast sketch, which I think those are so delightful to watch when everybody was has that a Jackie little Jackie Rogers, uh, was Billy Crystal and Chris in it too? Yes. Was that Chocolate yeah. Babies? Chocolate Babies, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa. And then also, we've, I think we've maybe all said this before, but that there's nothing, when you are at the show, there's also something so wonderful about watching sketches that die and bomb. And we used to be able to go on the server, which I'm sure now doesn't exist. And it's part of some robot that hands you a pill that you take to watch <laughs> sketches now. But, um, and we used to just search on the server for all the sketches that we all did that died in dress and just laugh so hard at how the bad it was. And seeing, because you, when you go back and watch, you can watch yourself realize it's over. <laughs> yes. You know, the fight goes out of your eyes. Because uh, just, there's no saving it. 
in terms of favorite things, I can no longer say the name Jeff. I can only say Jarf. And that has confused some some Jeffs in my life. You know, from Maya's <laughs> sketch <laughs> where you would say Jarf. Are you talking about the new the Noonies? Yes, the Noonies. The Noonies the Noonies is a wonder was a wonderful uh um it's a wonderful sketch. Fun thing to write where we would just try to figure out how to make Rachel Dratch sit in an uncomfortable chair facing the wall. Every sketch. <laughs> every single sketch. And then just mispronounce me. That was, uh, that, a lot of people don't remember, but that was my, before update, that sketch had my recurring character, which was white man who is frustrated by how things are going. <laughs> That's correct. That's <laughs> and you were kind of, kind of not in your wife. You were irritated with her complaining. Yeah, I would get a little irritated. I would get a little touchy. <laughs> Not a beloved recurring character. Yeah, well, but you made a career out of it, Seth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. I also, by the way, I can't say like anytime I hear someone like say their name is Rick, I can't not hear Rick, 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 oh. Rick the stepdad Amy with uh, is that with Horatio was Rick. Yes, Horatio Sands yeah. and the great Emily Spivey. And I worked on that yeah. together, a writer who we all love, who's worked with all of us. I remember uh, just that was a, 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 a tribute to Gilda's Girl Scout, which as a kid, I used to just love how she would get all to just turn into all, you know, elbows and be this little, you know, cartoon character, really. Um, so it was it was an attempt to just lovingly. Steal from that. Steal that idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, it, I think it worked. I think it worked. I think you were very successful at that. All right, folks, there is so much more coming up with these folks from SNL. Don't go anywhere. The Awardist will be right back. You guys are here. You're Emmy nominees. You've done such great work over the years. I'm wondering if there, though, is uh, like... A, a worst audition you had, but more importantly than just how bad the audition was, like what did you learn from that experience? I I remember once going in, getting a call back, maybe going to network for a pilot, and it didn't. I didn't get it, and I asked my manager. This is before SNL. I asked my manager, "Can you follow up and and get any feedback?" And my manager called me and said, uh, "Yeah, they just said you were bad." <laughs> and the lesson I learned. <laughs> was not to not to engage with that manager anymore. No. I once went to a commercial audition where everyone looked like me, so I thought it would be funny on my eight by 10 that I had to send in in advance of me going in to draw a, a mustache and goatee <laughs> on the picture. And then before I went in, I went into the bathroom and drew it on my own face. <laughs> and it bombed. They kind of looked at me and they said, no reaction. So have you read the copy? I said, yeah, I have. didn't get it. So I learned <laughs> not to do shtick when you send your picture in in advance. Mm -hmm. And that's given me 15 nominations. That's kind of <laughs> and a Tony Award. And a Tony. I once auditioned for some famous directors for a movie, and I was doing so badly in the middle of the audition that I, got, I started getting really angry. Um, <laughs> I mean, not myself, really, but it came across like I was angry at them. So about halfway through the audition, I got a real attitude. And by the end, they thought I was mad at them. <laughs> so what I learned was that when I'm stressed or anxious, 
I tend to seem like I'm mad or angry and it can be confusing enough that you can escape a situation. <laughs> and I'm not trying not to do that anymore. <laughs> I famously had an audition, uh, audition for SNL that I've told this story so many times, but it's really confounding to me that I listened, but I had a manager who said, don't go to the SNL audition. And I didn't go because I was a, an impressionable young person and I didn't audition for SNL. It's just like, it makes no sense. It's the dumbest, dumbest advice anyone could ever what, give. What, what was the was advice based on? What? What was it based on? Like, why would someone say that? That the contracts were new or something. I don't know. It was the year that Dratch actually was hired. So maybe maybe it was fate. Maybe they couldn't have two Dratches. I don't know. I went the mm -hmm. next year. It's a great story. It's a wonderful story. It's a downbeat story, but it's a wonderful story. <laughs> I once had to, I did stand up. I can't remember anything other than hating <laughs> Go ahead, Kate. Okay. Okay, so <laughs> what I once did stand up and there was like a scout from the now defunct Aspen Comedy Festival there. And it was like my third time doing stand up. And they were like, give us five. And I was like, okay. So I did my material as planned. And then two and a half minutes later, I had run out of material. <laughs> And that was it. <laughs> so I said, okay, <laughs> goodbye, thank you. And then there was like a private consult with this woman afterwards. And um, she was like, you didn't give me enough to evaluate what you're doing, but I didn't like what I saw. And then, um, <laughs> and then what I learned from that was that you can always weep in a Starbucks bathroom because. It's a single stall. <laughs> okay, here's what I I uh, wonder if there uh, if you guys can identify through the years, either that you were on the show or before or after you, um, someone who you think uh, was maybe like underutilized, but just should be should have been in like the the comedy spotlight a lot more than they are. Parnell was mentioned, but he was the consummate straight man, which is such a yeah. incredibly undervalued but massively important role and he was such an Didn't ice we, man and delivered every word call the ice man yeah we did call him the ice man every word mm -hmm. exactly as it was written perfectly every single time like a metronome and uh so i had a great appreciation for him and i was gonna say uh, she was definitely revered but never enough from my perspective was jan hooks amen jan hooks was a friggin genius she was yeah I got to work with her so much and it was an improviser so deep into her characters and impersonations. Um, I think not that he was underutilized by any stretch or unsung by any stretch, but I was listening to a podcast the other day with Al Gore in it. And I was like, is this Daryl? Oh my God. This is actually how this guy talks. And I think that I, I didn't really watch the news until after uh, getting hired at SNL, like a few years after. And I got my news from SNL and specifically in that era from, I, I had all of my knowledge of politics came from Daryl's impressions. And um, they're just so 
shockingly accurate and also also have like such a strong take. That's a good call. He's great, yeah. Who is a um over the years a a host who surprised all of you? Like or or a host who you were just legitimately starstruck by to the point that it was like hard to work with them? I'm personally a huge fan of like professional athletes. Derek Jeter comes to mind instantly. It's just like, what a delight. This guy just like dove in, just like walked right into it. Because my my personal theory is professional athletes, their bodies are so um trained that they have such an amazing calm. They could they know how to perform and they have no problem admitting that they are not actors. The majority of them, I'm being general. And Derek Jeter was a great example of just like, there was just a humility of like, yeah, this is, I'm not, this isn't what I normally do. And it was delightful. And um, I, I enjoy that. I also enjoyed Snoop Dogg quite a bit for that mm. reason. He was a lot. Yeah. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. I love John Hamm. The first time he hosted, I feel like I associated him way too much with Don Draper and didn't realize that he was way closer to one of us than one of mm. them. And it was also the first time he hosted, I think, was when Amy was very pregnant. Is that correct, Amy? And that was just a very special time in the show. It was like an election show, and Amy was about to become a mom, and it was a very close-knit cast, and he kind of slid right into what the vibe we were all feeling, which was a really nice thing. Yeah, that was a really special show, because Seth did update by himself, and then for the first time by himself, and Maya and Keenan sang... Um, a song to me while I was in the hospital, like holding my newborn son, sobbing. It was really amazing. Um, Marty, Amy, any any host picks? Someone who surprised you or you were starstruck by? No, you should see the <laughs> list of my year. Oh, Jesus, it was like slim pickings. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> what was the, what was one that comes to mind? Just of of. The, of uh, not well, I mean, we, we had Jesse anyway. Jackson. That was sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but, you know, normally it was from Dynasty, Pamela Sue Martin. You know, it was just not names that you'd, des- de- you know, it, they were lovely. They were all lovely. Bob Euchre. There's this really great Twitter account, which is just the host introducing the band. Oh, so they're very short yeah. clips. And it, oh, the timestamp, it is also such a reminder how often it's not people who were then famous for the rest of their lives. <laughs> like, no, it's really unique to the time. And it's, it's very Zen to watch them. Don't you think, Amy? Yeah. And also to deconstruct it further, there's a, there's something on TikTok where a guy lip reads the uh, introduction. So he's just like, ladies and gentlemen, three beans and a salad. You know, he just, <laughs> <laughs> he lip reads everybody's and it's so funny. Um, it's, so <laughs> it's all these people all over the, for many, many, you know, uh, decades. And he's just trying to guess what they're saying. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Kate, for from 10 years uh, of being there, uh, a host you were surprised by or starstruck by? Oh, so many beautiful hosts. Um, wonderful, mm-hmm. attractive hosts. Um, for me, the, like, he didn't host, but <laughs> seeing... Paul McCartney play 10 feet from my body was like, you know, the Beatles were gods in my house and like being in a room where Paul McCartney then was and then getting to say hello to him, like, 
um, is so surreal. And uh, that's the magic of SNL, baby. You know, that's that's why that's why it's so special. Yeah. It's America. I should say I almost <laughs> never. I almost said it's funny how little I connect the host with musical guests. You never remember who they were paired with, but Paul McCartney was Marty Short. That's right. Hey, that was a wonderful show. That was a really special week to have Marty and Paul. It was a, it was a Christmas show. It was. Yeah, it was a Christmas show. Yeah, it was a really great show. You guys did a sketch together. We did. So it was like finally proof that they like they were they were both in the same room at the same time. They are in fact not the same no. person. Yeah. Yes. No. Ringo Starr hosted when I was on, and he oh. was fabulous. I forgot. Oh, that. fun. That was All intimidating because right. the same thing you're saying, Kate. It was the first Beatle I'd ever met, and was like, "That's this is insane." Amy, you know? are you a little bit bummed out that the Beatles are getting some Emmy press right now? In <laughs> Well, I just don't know what the big deal is. I don't know what the big deal is. <laughs> I don't get it. A couple songs yeah. and a couple good songs. A couple good yeah. songs. And ultimately, yeah. to waste an Emmy vote on a Beatles documentary at this point is like, okay. Okay. I mean, I guess <laughs> I'll give them another listen. <laughs> uh, yes, I would agree with Kate that meeting Paul McCartney was a highlight for sure. And also Prince, uh, the Steve Martin show, Prince mm. was a musical guest and we got oh, to watch right. his snap check. And that was amazing. Cause he just kind of floated off stage and passed by us. And, um, I, you know, I, I had been wanting to meet him my whole life and I was such a huge fan as, you know, Maya's a super fan and we're all fans, but, mm. uh, and I did what I always wanted to do, which is right when he passed me, I just said, Hey, how was your summer? <laughs> That's what I said. What did he say? He was like, it's pretty good. I rode some waves. I drank some cool buzz. Will you, Amy, will you tell the story about what he said when you started telling him about the sketches that week? Will you remind me? What did he say? You told me that he, you started talking oh, to them and you, you nervously started telling him about the sketches this week. Uh, and then you were telling him about, you're like, oh, there's this really funny sketch where Steve and Prince went, Oh, yes. And he said, don't ruin it, which was wonderful. Oh, because he was going like, to tune in. He was going to watch as well. He didn't want any of the sketches ruined. He wanted everything to be a secret. <laughs> Ooh, sexy. I like that. He didn't want to be spoiled. Didn't want to be spoiled. Um, okay, last question here, and we will wrap things up. Uh, there's like rumor speculation. People are saying like maybe season 50 will be it. Should SNL end with season 50 or someone else take over? Oof. I think much Ooh. like Steve Martin, Lauren Michaels is not going to retire. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's my personal take. I think it should definitely continue, always continue. It's a, it's a great, it's like Second City. It's a brilliant format to develop uh, writers and performers. And I would like to think it goes on for 100 years. With here, Lauren. Here. I agree. Mm. I think it would be, it's hard to imagine it without Lauren, I will say. I hope it goes on. Without Absolutely. him, but it's a very hard thing to imagine. That's the part that's hard to imagine, but I can't imagine life without it. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it turns into like a video game. <gasps> oh. <laughs> or a musical. I mean, every, everything's a musical no, now, good. right? That's very good. Yeah. Is he double worse part of a musical? Like it could be SNL, the musical. The video game. The video game. <laughs> right. Whenever I find myself in another country talking about SNL, everyone is always like, oh, I wish we had that here. And I think it's like, it's such, it serves such a vital function in our culture 
um, and in our democracy and politically that it's it's impossible to think that of America without it. I think it's like such an important release valve and way of reflecting on ourselves. And so it must it must go on. I'll do whatever. OK, if, that, if I could. Help. I agree with you. That. Know? I felt that way when you guys were doing the remote shows during quarantine, how much it really meant see that show was on and was continuing. That was very uh, uh, buoying and um, uplifting to, to know that it's going to be there. Even if you know that you're not interested in who's the lady from, from Falcon Crest. Uh, uh, Pamela Sue Martin. It was Dynasty. Pamela Sue Martin. <laughs> it's live and Dynasty, something's yeah. coming and you haven't seen it yet. And there's, you know, it's sort of the last unjaded uh, element of popular culture in that way that like you can't criticize it yet because it hasn't been on yet, mm-hmm. you know, or, or it, there's it's live. It's special. Yeah. 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 This was great. Thank you so much to all of you. I, I hope you had some uh, fun here as well. Congrats on all of your Emmy nominations this year and uh, best of luck. We will, we'll see you in September. Thank you. I think we all Thank won you very much. today. We all won from all spending women. time together. <laughs> That's for sure. Indeed. Yeah. Love all you. Good to see all your faces. Bye. Bye. I know I have said it before here, folks, that I could talk to people for hours. I really could have with these five. They were having so much fun, and it was just a joy to uh, kind of witness them taking their little walk down down SNL memory lane. So cool, and uh, thanks again to all of them for joining us. Um, all right, coming up, as I promised, more from the world of SNL. Keenan Thompson, this year's Emmys host. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with him. Keenan, first of all, um, welcome to the award. I'm so glad we're able to do this. Um, full disclosure to everyone listening, we are doing this interview the day that it was announced uh, that you will be uh, the host of this year's Emmy. So huge congrats on that. Was that something that's like conversations have been going on for a while? Did it happen quickly? Yes, it did. It, ha- it happened fairly quickly, like within the last, I would say, couple of weeks um, from like, you know, them offering to meet immediately accepting that that night and uh, <laughs> kind of jumping into it, you know, the following day with different, you know, creative phone calls and looking at the stage, it's, it's going to be pretty, pretty amazing, uh-huh. I think. Yeah. So you've known a couple of weeks and had to keep it quiet. Yes. From literally everyone. Is that a difficult thing for you to keep in secrets like that? It is until you, you see how excited people are when they find out. They don't care. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, you, you don't never, you, you always try to you <laughs> surprise them. Like, but I, you know, they told me not to tell anybody, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And then, you know, People that will be next to me, right next to me for days, you know what I'm saying? We'll just be like reading it on Instagram. I'm like, yo, what the? F-? <laughs> no, <laughs> you could have told I us. I think that's exciting. You yeah. know what I mean? It's exciting to find out news, you know, about, yeah. your, about your friends or, or family members, you know? Yeah. Is it a, a job, a gig that you've had like on your bucket list? I mean, yeah, one of, yeah, you know, either Emmys, Oscars, Golden Globes, mm-hmm. like all that, all that good stuff. I, th- I think it's, you know, a thing for uh, most comedians to, to strive to do, you know, like mm-hmm. if I'm going to compare myself to any one of the SNL goats like Chris or outside of SNL, like Whoopi or anybody that's like taken seriously as a comedic actor or comedic performer or anything like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it, it, it's nice to have that notch on your belt. I think that's it. They're, they're, they're big kind of industry 
you know, acknowledgements, I mm-hmm. want to say. Mm-hmm. What, what other jobs are on the bucket list? Well, there's hot air balloon. <laughs> uh, the, the operator, the guy the pulling operator, the, the yeah, okay. Yeah, do that a few times. <laughs> Landing's tough. Um, are you, you're good with heights? It doesn't bother you? I'm fine with heights. Okay. I'm not good with spiders, uh, weirdly enough. So hopefully, so Zoala just is there. not on the nope. list. Not between that and like crime scenes, can't can't do any one of those. Uh, yep. All right, not, not staying away from that. But Formula One has been looking very interesting as far as not necessarily maybe driving, but like just being in the mix, owning some kind of way. Yeah, I don't know. owning I mean, is very expensive. I didn't be one of the tire guys, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> that that, yeah. that driving. I it's mean, David Letterman knows a thing or two about all that, too. So Did he yeah. chip in? Oh, well, oh, good yeah, for yeah. him. I mean, I know he likes speed because he has Paul Newman's, like, souped-up Volkswagen station wagon. Oh. Like, I mean, it's got, like, a Porsche engine or something crazy in it that oh, he wow. used to, like, semi, like, I want to say it's, like, race right, prepared right. a little bit or something. Would make sense with Paul. Yeah. He was in the, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was, would make he sense. He was bragging about that on, yeah. I want to say, comedians and cars. Uh, yeah. Good. Shout out to Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, exactly. Great show. Um, so, I mean, what ultimately, obviously we know it's it's like big deal uh, for you personally to get to do this, but is there like a, a specific element or aspect of it that really excites you that you're already thinking like, I cannot wait for September 12th because of this? Yeah, man. I mean, my first time going was a few years ago when Kate and I did that opening kind of musical number. And I spent the night kind of watching everybody catch up with people that they don't get to see much because everybody's kind of working. Everybody's busy. And it was such a pleasure to see how excited they all were to run back into people that they loved, adored, worked with or were fans of or whatever. It just seemed like a a room full of like minded people holding each other up, you know what I'm saying, In in a positive way. So that's what I look forward to. And, you know, last year was a smaller version of that, but mm. fucking Sadek has killed it. Like that Lauren joke, my God, that I, it was the funniest thing in the night. You know what I mean? And it was completely off the top of his head because he just noticed in the moment that, you know, dude wasn't sitting there or whatever. And that's how quick Jason is. That's how great he is. Mm-hmm. You know, so he totally deserved to be winning. And it was just, you know, a, another like stamp of this is exactly why this guy's getting this trophy. You know what I mean? Like, look how brilliant he is. It's it's moments like that I look forward to, you know what I mean? And, and humanizing, I want to say, the people that we see on television, because I guess we just assume that, you know, everything is hunky-dory or they're super rich or they're this, that, and the other or whatever it is. Or if they play a villain that they're really, you know, jerks in real life or something like that. But these are hardworking individuals following a, a path of, of faith or believing in themselves, working hard, whatever it is. But they all have brothers or, you know, siblings or not, or, you know, parents for sure. You know what I'm saying? And they need to go to Buffalo Wild Wings from time to time. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all got to eat. We yeah. all got to sleep. Yeah. You know, like, we're just human beings. But yeah. celebrating people's gifts is a, is a nice thing. It's yeah. A, it always feels good. For sure. Um, I'm well in celebrating art. I mean, you know, t- TV, there's uh, there's plenty of it, but it, it has gotten us through the last couple of years. For sure. Um, so, for sure. So certainly nothing wrong in, in uh, like, thanking the people who have <laughs> tried to help keep us sane and bring us some laughs. Because they don't have to. It's, I mean, yeah. I guess they kind of do. Yeah. They get paid. Right. But it's nice that they actually do it because it's not easy. I don't, yeah. I don't think any TV show has been called easy maybe since Friends. They were the last, you know, kind of rumored three day a week schedule, still getting like a crazy check for the last yeah. two seasons kind of thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I remember seeing... Uh, you were making that on Keenan? Um, not per rep. <laughs> not, not per rep. That's the thing. Got it, got yeah, it. Per okay. rep was okay. pretty steep. <laughs> um, I remember like pulling, I think, into Universal uh-huh. 
And Matthew Perry was leaving in like a convertible BMW thing mm-hmm. with, you know, his buddy by his side and, you know, sunglasses on and a giant smile on his face. It was just a blue sky. It was like two o'clock. You know what I mean? Done for the day. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. like, that's living. Yeah. Headed back to Malibu mm-hmm. or wherever he was going. That That's kind of the ultimate. Mm-hmm. As hosts, you get to be there celebrating, uh, you know, the, the accomplishments of the past year. Um, but traditionally, there's a little bit of uh, like roasting involved. So sure. on, on the scale of like Amy and Tina at the Golden Globes to Ricky Gervais at the Golden Globes, uh, like <laughs> where do you think you, you're <laughs> going to land in there? So where like Amy and Tina soft on people? Uh, no, but I mean, I guess they didn't you, go easy on people. But yeah, you I mean, somewhere in the middle, like, you know, Ricky is fearless you know what i'm saying so i don't, I don't know if i'm necessarily that fearless because i really fear you know hurting people's feelings i don't i don't like that feeling like i usually live with it a lot longer or something it seems like because i guess i'm living with myself and i'm like i'm still thinking about this one run in with somebody mm-hmm. that went awkward or whatever for whatever reason mm-hmm. so i never want to necessarily like super prod the bull but come on you gotta mm-hmm. get a little poke you do you know, think you're poking this do like if you <laughs> Would maybe like give them an advance warning, like, "Hey, I'm gonna like take a little funny jab." Would would you give a heads up? No, only because I feel like the jabs aren't necessarily malicious. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So if they're on the radar to get a jab in the first place, you you kind of got to take what's coming. Right. That's what you know. Right. It's the it's the payoff. So if you have a Ted Lasso joke and it's good. Mm. You got to tell it, you know, because right. they're crushing it. They're nominated for like 20 freaking Emmys this week. They can yeah. take a joke. You yeah. Know what I'm yeah. Yeah. That's a fair game for sure. Yeah. Having said all of that, I mean, you, you pointed uh, specifically to like Jason last year and, and people I think are going to think of you as someone who's pretty quick on his feet with comedy. Do mm-hmm. you do you attribute a lot of that to like SNL? Like how in what ways do you think that show has prepared you for a gig like this? I would say the hallways of that environment for sure, because you're around a large majority of them are usually improv people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they're just used to just firing off no matter like what you say it triggers a reaction from them so it's like even if you're just mundane talking about man traffic was crazy they'll say something crazy funny about that and he's like oh shit i wasn't ready to like do bits or something or whatever so yeah snl taught me to kind of like always be ready always be thinking mm-hmm. you know what i mean especially when you're around those kinds of people for yeah sure. the observing the listening yeah. all that all that comes into play don't yeah. let the ball drop right yeah do you i mean do you feel like you just have a lot of TV that you want to watch now, or are you guys kind of like splitting up duties, you know, different people watching different things to come up with jokes for different parts of the show? Yeah, I'm letting the writers write. You letting them do it. <laughs> letting the writers yeah. write. Yeah, it better be funny. I'm throwing everybody under the bus. Yeah. Um, no, there's some things I definitely want to catch up on, so I know when I hear the joke when we're when we're writing in, in, in preparation, if that's like on point or if it's it could use a tweak here or there or whatever. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Try to be a good, you know, participant as yeah. far as coming up with creative jokes is concerned. But are there any you know. shows that are nominated this year that you would love to be on? Doesn't matter what the role. Yeah, rhymes with Schmed Basho. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, but now I mean, on a plane over to the UK, maybe. That'll yeah, yeah. fucking, I would love to do Squid Games. You know what I mean? Oh, like, it'd be oh. crazy. There's a there's a lot of good shit. The Boys. I don't know if the Boys is even nominated, but. They should be. If they're not, Foundation is coming back, I just heard. Very excited about that. We're just going to yeah, put these out into the universe and yeah. we'll, we'll see you popping up on a Sci-fi. bunch of these. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned the writers. You guys have already been kind of talking about some creative stuff. I know you can't give away specifically what's uh, going to be happening in the show, but here's what I'm wondering. Let me put it this way. You've, I mean, you've played a lot of, uh, played a variety of hosts in sketches on SNL. So on 
a scale of one to 10, what is the likelihood that we could see any characters pop up on the Emmys? Maybe even DeAndre. Cole. I mean, I love doing a character. You know what I mean? If it helps keep the night moving, you know, like keep the energy up and stuff like that, not, you know, have everything seem so predictable or, or mundane feeling mm -hmm. or whatever, I'm all for it. So I would and say. And a great that, excuse to incorporate nominees into something like that. Yeah, exactly. So, right. I mean, I would say the odds are, you know, probably pretty high, you know, because I'm, I'm down to do it. It's just, you know, is that the show that they want to put on this right. year kind of thing? And okay. There, there's probably a, a good compromise of both, I would say. That makes sense. Is there like an idea you have just from watching Emmys and award shows through the years mm -hmm. that if you've ever thought like, if I ever get the chance, I want to do something like this or that. Yeah, the musical numbers. I mean, mm -hmm. like we did it when when Kate and I did it and yeah. then we had a, you know, a lot of different, uh, I want to say it was mostly NBC people joining. But yeah, any the, the big music number of the night, you know what I mean, if mm -hmm. you will, because that's always where everything seems very grand and talent is definitely on display kind of thing. Also, the willing participant of it all, like the people around it, how they're receiving it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Are they hearing the jokes in the music? It's like, it's, are things landing? Like, it's not, it's not easy to do, usually. Uh, I think Neil Patrick Harris was hosting, was it the Emmys or was Gosh, it the Golden he, Globes? Because oh, uh, he came out and did a musical Tonys. monologue. It was the Tonys. Yeah, that's that he, exactly right. Yeah, and he was killed his opening. Uh, serious. Um, yeah. uh, Hugh Jackman, his yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, Ariana DeBose this year. Stop it. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, she's a, a force to be reckoned with that seemed like popped out of nowhere. Uh -huh. Once again, Broadway people yeah. going under the radar kind of as far yeah. as like the, you know, Joe Public zeitgeist is concerned. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't really know that world, you know what right. I'm saying? Well, that's not... Hannah Waddingham from the show you want to be on, Ted Lasso, uh, you know, stage you know, musical yep. actress. Yep. So Finally getting her daggone due. Her, her kudos. Internationally. Yeah. yeah. Her international kudos. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, nice to it's nice to see. Even though it stings when you're on the losing side of it, I'm sure. But at the same time, everybody's got a journey. There's usually nobody that's an overnight just mm -hmm. sensation and just getting tossed an Emmy. You know, what I mean? right. usually a lot of people have been working for a long time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Aside from uh, the the musical moment that you and Kate were in with uh, all the others, um, what is like a, a, an Emmy's memory, uh, or maybe even just a, a host who you you know kind of can't scrub from memory. My my favorite Emmy memories have to do with Henry Winkler because mm. <laughs> when I sat down after doing that musical number, he was sitting across the aisle, across the row from me, and he held his hand out, and I held his hand for like five minutes. He was a buddy because we did like a cartoon together like a few years ago. That's where I met Henry the first time, and when I first met him, I you know went to shake his hand as a fan, like Mr. Winkler, nice to meet. And before I could even finish, he was like, "Can't mm. please stop." You know what I'm saying? Like, you are a fucking the fans, this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. You're Henry Winkler. You know what I mean? But yeah. he couldn't be sweeter. I think he sent me a note and then he sent me, like, I want to say Mike and Ike's, like a jar of Mike and Ike's. Really? Like, you know, it was just like yeah, something yeah. about, like, we had a conversation about what's your favorite movie candy or something like that. And he sent me, like, a jar of fucking. He remembered that. That's cool. Very sweet man. Yeah. Handwritten notes. That generation, like, they love the handwritten note thing. It's very special. I, I get it because it feels like immediately like there's a connection you know i mean it's, you just feel like that person who sent that to you is, is an angel almost mm -hmm. so i hold his hand for three seconds i you know i high five he's like that was great i was like i love you blah 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 and then the night goes on and i have to present the final award and i just shouted him out quickly i was like you know congratulations because he won that night i think after mm -hmm. you know years of waiting or something yeah. like that 
and it wasn't part of the script or whatever, but you know, he's in my mind, he's my friend. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I was like, congratulations, shout out or whatever. And you know, three days later, another letter in the mail. Like, I can't believe you shouted me this, that, and the other. Like, I love you so much. I was like, Henry Winkler, my Emmy's friend. Yeah. The best. Lifelong friend, it yeah. sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Love hearing stories like that. Yeah. Um, uh, with, of course, like the, the, the fun and the funny at the Emmys, uh, you know, they, of course, take a, a moment to um, also honor those we've lost this past year. There was a very big one with Betty White. Do you know, like, should we expect something to honor her? Your your former scared straight. Uh, I mean, partner. I would I would hope so. I have, I have no idea. I mean, usually when that happens is you know a, a larger picture and a, a longer yeah. you know freeze on the on the image or whatever. And you know, there's sad applause and right. stuff like that, and people just start shouting for the people. But it's it's very sad, man. You know, like because it's 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 a lot of people, and then there's a lot of people that you know you don't really know because they were like an engineer or they were right. you know uh, a script person or something. Folks and who kept the trains moving big time. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's just like every year, it's it's a lot of people, and the famous ones they 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 hurt a little more, and then the ones that you recognize make you feel older because then you start recognizing. <laughs> Lauren broke my heart last year, like. He was just like, I know everybody in that memorial. Like mm-hmm. after it was over, he was like, I knew all those people. I was like, oh, oh. fuck, man. Yeah. That's, that's tough when you've been in the business for so long. It's like, yes, you've accomplished so much. But the other side of that coin is like you witness like, you know, a, a lot of pain in those in memoriams. I was like, yeah. wow, that's rough. Mm. Well, uh, to, to pull us back into some um, more fun moments, uh, I mean, of course, this year, everyone is so excited uh, seeing the reaction on social media um, to the fact that you're hosting. Has your uh, phone been blowing up? Uh, well, yeah, no, it's it's been, you know, it's always like that. Like, I think I have, you know, genuine, you know, adoration out there for the, the work I've done in the, in the person I, I continue to try to strive to be. You know what I'm saying? I think people enjoy my presence here on this planet because I, I try to give and you know give the positivity and have fun you know what i mean and mm-hmm. i care about people and and they show that they care about me when we make announcements like this so yeah you know i can only imagine how many questions you were going to get over the coming weeks about how to prevent a slap on stage <laughs> Uh. I think you just got to be ready for it. You can't just be, <laughs> be ready. Can well, you ever? Us will be naive to the fact I don't think ever again that that oh. could be a possibility. Like it was the furthest thing I think from right. Chris's mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, well, and, and wild, of course, thing. because everyone thought it was a bit at first too, until oh, for it sure. was followed up by yelling. It was like, wait a minute. I mean, when so. I saw it, I was like, oh, this. I mean, yeah, no. When somebody like comes walking, I didn't. I didn't think it was necessarily a bit, but I didn't think he was going to like do that slap them right you know what i mean like yeah surely nothing like that will happen yeah under your watch and care <laughs> i mean even if it does it's like it, it won't go down like that like god bless chris he was an angel for responding yeah. like that me and you know we we tearing clothes off we're not walking out of here just all tucked in <laughs> right uh, uh yeah i i hear that i hear that <laughs> well uh look congratulations on this we cannot wait uh, congrats on this and thank for you. this, this we'll coming cut that out too the violence i'm just kidding yeah <laughs> and and the coming season man, at you. snl yeah. uh it, it's huge thank obviously. you man it, um, it's so. incredible man I, I i wish i had the vocabulary or the the words to like express you know how it really feels but it's you know, it keeps coming back to very surreal, you know what I mean? And it's very touching, you know, to see the outpouring of love, you know, any given little announcement, you know what I'm saying? So but just try to keep that trust, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, from everybody, like, and keep grinding, man. Keep trying to come up with funny shit. 
Yeah. At the end of the day, it's for comedians. It's, it's about the comedy. For you know musicians, it's about the music. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like that's where your core purpose, I think, is you know kind of thriving from. So stay yeah. close to that. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah. Well, thanks for making us laugh. No, my pleasure. Yeah. My pleasure. Yeah. That guy is always such a delight, and uh, I really do hope for him and for all of us who are going to be watching the Emmys, by the way, that we get that Kenan Thompson opening musical number. Fingers are crossed. Folks, that is it for this episode of The Awardist. If you liked what you heard, you can follow, rate the podcast, and leave us an award-winning review on Apple Podcasts. And to keep the conversation with us going, you can follow Entertainment Weekly on all socials at EW on Twitter and at Entertainment Weekly everywhere else. You can also tag me at Jared Hall. We'll see you back here next week. This episode of the Awardist podcast is hosted by Jared Hall, produced by Chanel Johnson and Sammy Junio, edited by Sammy Junio. Full episode transcripts are available at EW.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.